Hello! We are not Dalmatians, but it is Brody Sports Talk Season 3, Episode 101, as our, uh, our, our favorite Disney movie of 101 Dalmatians. My name is Derek Rusnick. This is a Thursday night football preview episode. This week we talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the New Orleans Saints. And I am joined by my favorite Packer fan. And that would be Caleb. How you doing, sir? Go, Pack. Go. Yes, go yeah. somewhere else. So as you uh, as you know what we, we do on Thursdays, but I'll just let you know for our thousands upon thousands of new listeners that we get each and every week, we go over the injuries in the game. I have my dude in the trench. Caleb has his crucial coach. We take our picks against the spread, and then we have a little fun. So let's start out with the injury report. Caleb, who is playing in this game? It, the, it, the, the list of people playing in the game might be shorter than naming every player on, the, on the, uh, each team. So I do want to say that looking at the injury report as of Tuesday when we record, uh, Marcus Davenport and Karen Armstead are big, did not practice yet this week. Uh, Ryan Rantick, another offensive tackle for the Saints, had, went from limited to did not practice on Tuesday. And Alvin Kamara is also listed as limited, which is not good for the Saints. This is on the Cowboys side where if you uh, don't have thing that Ezekiel Elliott and Lamb are both full participants in practice. Famously, they are going to this game without Mike McCarthy, as it is the more Quinn show. Kelly <laughs> <laughs> Moore and Dan Quinn are, are going to go and uh, try to get more Cowboys as uh, New Orleans. Not more Cowboys, but more Cowboys. And more so, Cowboys. We don't need any of that up here in Oklahoma. We have plenty of Cowboys. Plenty. Um, but it's going to be intriguing. We'll have to see exactly uh, what goes down. Uh, Amari Cooper has not been taken off of the COVID report as of today, which could be critical. Uh, and I might have something to do with the critical coach. Dun, dun, dun. Teaser. Uh, Derek, we are back, back to you. Yeah. Uh, play a little bit about your dude trench. Obviously, uh, you, you can't go to Taron Armstead or Ryan Ramchak because they're both doing This is true. So Derek's dude in the trench this week um, and I apologize if I say his name wrong. Um, it's so Cesar Ruiz, who is the right guard for the Saints. And so with the Moore Quinn show coming to town, or yeah, because they're because they're going to New Orleans with the 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 Moore Quinn uh, party coming to New Orleans, the Saints are going to have to run the ball. They have a messed up quarterback situation. If you want to know more about that listen to our previous episode where we talked about the Saints, um, they need to get in a rhythm. They need to use play action. They need to to hold on to the ball more because if Kellen Moore goes off and Dak goes off and Zeke goes off, um, the, as they want to do, as 
this is Kellen Moore's coming out party as, hey, someone hire me as a head coach. They're going to have to take possessions away from the Cowboys. So with that, you run inside the tackles. You run inside, and uh, Mr. Ruiz is a very good right guard. Um, Run blocker, when Camaro was there, which I don't know if it's if it's the line or if it's the uh, the running back. They they ran behind him quite a bit. Also, because we live in the YouTube generation, you can go back and watch when he was drafted, and it is just a heartwarming uh, tale. You just watch it, and you it gets a little dusty in the wherever you're you're watching it at because. You can see a lifelong dream has come true to this man. So, good man, good heart, good player, and he's my dude in the trench this week. Caleb, let's move on to the crucial coach. Who is Caleb's crucial coach this week? Um, just a quick, quick aside before we jump over to my crucial coach. Uh, Cesar Ruiz will not be blocking Tristan Hill uh, of the Cowboys because he has a two-game suspension. What? That's why you don't punch people in the head on Thanksgiving on television. Uh, <laughs> on television, <laughs> kids, don't do it in front. Of, you, you can do it in front of your family, just not on television. Well, also, don't punch people who are wearing helmets on their head. Don't punch people in the head who are wearing a helmet. It just baffles me that this happens time again. All the sports you want to do in football should be one where that is pretty obvious. But, uh, Tristan Hill out for this game, out for the next game. And my crew coach, uh, as I teased a little bit earlier, it is Adam Henry, wide receiver coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Eric, have you heard of Adam Henry before? Uh, fairly generic sounding name. Yeah, that that's pretty generic. So, Adam Henry, he started off as a wide receiver coach at McNeese State. Oddly enough, he was a practice squad member for the New Orleans Saints uh, after being undrafted. Worked at McNeese State, which is down near there, as a wide receivers coach and became an offensive coordinator. Makes sense. Uh, his leap to the NFL with the Raiders in 2007, first as an offensive quality control tight ends coach, went back home to LSU, where he was the wide receivers coach for players from 2012 to 2014. Some of those players might be people like Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. Never heard of them. Clearly broke out and possibly were at their best in college compared to what they've done. Uh, in some NFL, but he's there. And then since then, he's been wide receiver coach throughout the league. He was with the 49ers in 2015. That wasn't a great year for the 49ers, but they had Anquan Bolden at that point. So he's worked with some veterans. Then he went to the New York Giants. He would have been there for Sterling Shepard's breakout rookie campaign uh, the first two years under Ben McAdoo. Uh, in the era the Giants probably don't remember, but the receivers were good. Then after that, he had a couple of years in Cleveland. So 
in Cleveland. He worked with Jarvis Odell Beckham Jr. again. Never heard of him. And then he left there and went to the Cowboys. I think it's just interesting because to me, and you can comment on this a little bit as well, the, as I've seen the Cowboys the last few weeks, they've really kind of struggled as far as getting open without Cooper, and especially when Cooper and Lamb were down. Uh, Cedric Wilson sometimes was getting open but was dropping the ball. It just seemed like a, a really big mess that Dak was unable to solve. And I felt like this coach, I don't want to put him on blast, but I thought that maybe he needed to be doing a little bit more further down the depth chart. And if Cooper is still out, you've got CD, you've got Dalton Schultz, and you've got Gallup back, but I I just don't know that there is a enough to say that the Cowboys' offensive attack is... It, it's not full strength. Definitely not at full strength. Uh, maybe partial strength, but I don't I don't know that I can say positive things about it. And I think Henry has probably been working with those guys more because they've been getting more practice. I'm just curious to see, you know, from where we were against the Chiefs when Dallas scored nine points, they clearly came out and scored a ton against the Raiders. Granted, that's the Raiders. And I want to see how they do against the Saints. So, kind of went a little bit longer there. What do you think about Adam Henry and the impact he may have on this game? I worry about people with two first names. Both Adam and Henry are... American uh, American first names. So I'm going to keep a watchful eye on him um, because he can be kind of shifty. Um, when it comes to the wide receivers for the Cowboys, um, a lot of coaches know how to handle the, uh, the second best receiver on their team moving up to number one for a week or two. Um, a lot of teams know how to um, cover for their number two receiver going down, you know, who could sometimes pull a safety away and the, you know, the number one receiver. But when you were, when your number three receiver is now moving into the number one spot, because your number one and number two have gone down. I don't fault a lot of the coaches for not having a, a deep depth chart, depth chart on, you know, plays, what they should be doing, all that kind of stuff. So it's true. There should be some some co- co- coaching up. Um, there should be some movement within the uh, within the you know within the with the, each game. But at the same time, when your best two receivers are down, you just try to get by. And you know, uh, nine points, the Chiefs when the Chiefs were a bad defense. Um, maybe not great. Maybe not great for sure. True. So one of my favorite segments that we do on Thursdays is picking the game. So as we sit right now, um, the Cowboys are favored by four and a half points. Uh, so the Cowboys are minus four and a half. The Saints are plus four and a half. The over under for the game is 47.5 points scored so i will go first on this um i have the cowboys winning this game by more than four and a half i actually have them at a a seven point margin if uh, if given the opportunity i think they win this game um maybe handily i i think as we talked about 
on our previous episode, the Saints have been giving up more than 30 points in a game, which means the Cowboys, even with their number one and number two guys going down, can probably put up 25. And I don't know if the, the Saints can put up more than a couple of touchdowns. So for me, Cowboys minus four and a half. Caleb, what do you got? Uh, I'm I'm going to go with the other side. I'm going to say the Saints plus four and a half. I'm also going to probably say the over. I think that the Saints are going to be able to run the ball and keep things a little bit more manageable. I think a lot of people may think. I do think that they're going to inherently struggle a bit in the red zone. But I just feel like I mean, Josh Jacobs had like 22 rushes for 90 yards against the Cowboys. It's not like the Cowboys are doing a ton on the defensive side of the ball. And I do know that Taysom Hill is expected to start this game. Do you know uh, two of the wins Taysom Hill had when he started last year? What's that? Uh, they were against uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Interesting. Granted, Dan Quinn was already fired. But they, <laughs> <laughs> they were against uh, his former team. And I think that they're going to just find a way. So I'm going to say Dallas 27 New Orleans 23 in a very close cover where um, I'm, I'm so glad the line is not three and a half. I would, (laughs) (laughs) I, I think that the saints get the cover, but the Cowboys get the dub. Okay. That's a, a, a really good prediction. So we move into the fun section of today's episode. Um, We uh, pick against the spread for our week games. Now we are going into what week is this? Is this week 12 that we're going into? We finished week 12. We're going into week 13. We're going into week 13. If I can read my notes, I, uh, I, I know what week it is, but I didn't look. Uh, so last week's week, week 12 picks, um, I went undefeated. I had the Falcons minus one. I had the Broncos plus two and a half. I had the Eagles and Giants under 46 and the Lions plus three and a half. I had a good week. Caleb didn't do too bad. Um, he did miss on his favorite with the Eagles minus three and a half, but he did hit the Raiders plus seven and a half. He did hit the Browns and Ravens under 46 and a half. You could have had that game at, what, 27? Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of points to be under. You did, did a good good pick out on that one. Uh, and you did miss on your wild card, which is Texans two and a half. But that's why we put that wild card game out there. That The wild card game is just, uh, you know, let's see what happens. And it's not doesn't really hurt our record. So... Uh, Caleb, are we still doing the Perfect Picks uh, app? So we are. Uh, we're making our picks on Perfect Picks. The group ID, the ID is 32B is in Bravo 92. You might not show up in the overall stand, but you can get shouted out in the weekly picks. Like Adam Robinson, who is from the UK, he actually had the best score out of all of us in that league this week. And overall, for everyone who submitted a their picks, he was 78th out of the 310 people who picked. I ended up in the top 100, uh, tied for 97th. And Sean Morgan is still leading that league. I'm trying to come get him. And I will say, so you know how you mentioned I had plus Raiders plus seven and a half? Yeah. I had in the app Las Vegas by three 
it was a perfect pick. So perfect. Uh, I got full points for that one. Uh, unfortunately, it's it's very tricky to get those. You, you, yep. You're like, I think I know how much this team is going to win by. And then you're like, that's not how much they won by. Um, my my next closest was I had Washington by three. Okay. And they, they won by two. So it, it's fun. And if nothing else, you are on the record saying what you think will happen and seeing how close you can truly get. So we definitely recommend check it out. Join us. Download the Perfect Picks app. See if you can beat me. Uh, apparently, 96 people did <laughs> this week, uh, but only two in our group. What's our league ID in that perfect pick? Yeah, it's 3-2, B is in Bravo, 9-2. Great. So let's start week 13. So let's talk about our favorites. So for me, uh, my favorite is going to be the Raiders, minus 2.5 at the football team. And uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm not, a, I'm, a, I'm a, I am a Raider hater, put it that way, as a Broncos fan. But I think the Raiders are going to beat the Washington football team um, by more than two and a half. I think that that's fair. I think that's very fair. The Raiders looked good and beat the Cowboys by more than two and a half. You would expect them to be able to do the same against the the football team. Uh, I what about your favorite? Yeah, I went in a little bit of a different direction. I went with the Colts minus nine. They're playing at the Texans. When the Colts and Texans met up earlier this year, they got ugly in the second half. And they're going to do some things this time around. Because uh, when it was in Indy, the Colts won 31 to three. I'm going to say that Texans are probably going to play a little bit more competitive, but the Texans also just lost to the Jets. So uh, I don't, maybe it's a mix of seeing the Texans burn me this past week and a, a line that was less than 10, but I felt like the Colts <laughs> minus nine was, was a positive spot. Uh, there is a line that's over 10 this week and we'll, we'll get there in a little bit because I, I agree with you. Don't touch that one. Yeah. Um, who, who do you have as your underdog? Let's talk about some underdogs that might be able to. I mean, because let's face it, there's been so much parity this year. Uh, anything can happen. Uh, who do so, you have? So, when we were talking about uh, in, in our last episode, and I keep referring to our last episode, guys, go ahead and go, go back and listen to episode 100 of season three because we talk about a lot of the stuff that we're talking about now but my underdog this week is the lions plus seven um coming in to the they're at home with the vikings coming in to to detroit so i do not think the lions are going to win this game but i do think that they're going to keep it close enough uh, because they lose heartbreaking games um whether it's the ravens game this year which i think everyone um, we'll never forget where Justin Tucker, who is probably my favorite kicker, um, cause he's got me a lot of points, um, kicks a, uh, a field goal, like 60 some odd yard field goal beats the, uh, beats the lions and just a heartbreaker. They lose in the last two minutes of games. They just can't seem to, uh, to win. So for me, the, the lions are going to keep it close. They are my underdog at plus seven. What about your underdog? 
I don't agree with this. This is this is a, a weird underdog. So I I was typing the lines up and I was like, wait, this is the line? Oh, okay. Uh I'm this on a seven game winning streak. Patriots plus two and a half as a dog in Buffalo on Monday Night Football. If you're just asking which of the teams I trust right now, I'm going to take the Patriots. I think the Patriots are good enough to win. Buffalo, yes, they have a little bit more rest after that Thanksgiving game. Yes, I typically like them. But uh, Buffalo gives me some of that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde vibes where I'm just like, I don't don't know which uh, Buffalo team I'm getting this week. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, take the Patriots just to half. Weird spread, for sure. Yeah, so let's talk about our over-under games. So uh, for me, I, uh, I have my Broncos and the Chiefs going over 47. So the line for... The Broncos, Chiefs, Kings is 47. I think that they are going to score more than that. Um, the Chiefs have kind of come together, got a little bit of their defense together, and the Broncos with Von Miller have looked better. Uh, Patrick Sertan looks like a first-round pick that he was and had a, a pick six this last week. Uh, but I still think enough points are going to be scored in this game to get over 47. So I am taking them as the uh, taking over 47. Who is your points over under this week? So instead of under last week, I'm going over. And apparently I'm part of the theme of my picks this week is divisional matchups that have already happened and taking yep. them again. Uh, the Buccaneers Falcons back in week two, the score was 48 to 25. I'm taking the Buccaneers Falcons over 50 and a half. Uh, they, they crushed that last time. And don't get me wrong, I don't know that the Falcons are going to come out and crush much of anything. But I think that the Buccaneers might try to break this line by themselves. Uh, you know, even against a stout Colts defense, they put up 38 last week. So you know that the Bucs are going to provide a lot of points. The question is, how many plays do Cordero Patterson and Kyle Pitts have to make in order to make it interesting? <laughs> and uh, my thought is that they'll get there. I am, let's face it, the Bucks pass and run, whether they have a lead or not. Fournette looked like one of the best players in this league this past Sunday with four touchdowns. And I think that, you know, it's time to get some of those receivers involved this week. Evans maybe gets two, Godwin gets two. The Bucks just kind of Stack up the points like candy this week. Yeah, so moving on to our next category, I'm going to avoid going first, and I'm going to go over to you. Which game are you avoiding this week? So all of you know that I'm a fan of the Green Bay Packers. I'm not necessarily... They're they're on a bye this week. And two lesser teams that wear green are playing each other. (laughs) I I am avoiding the Eagles and the Jets. I took the Eagles last week. They burned me. I picked against the Jets last week. They burned me. I don't want to pick the Eagles as like a redemption. I don't want to pick the Jets to be overly reactionary. The line is Eagles minus six and a half, Jets plus six and a half. Okay. The over-under is at 45, right about in the middle of where it could be. You know, 
the last thing I want is for this game to end up in some sort of Jets 34, Eagles 31 mess, like the Bengals game, when both of those teams are supposed to be better on defense than offense. I, just just stay away. Don't 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 watch inferior green teams play football. Uh, you know, turn change your channel. Uh, you know, maybe change the brightness settings if you need to watch it. But uh, don't watch the Eagles and the Jets. You know, if the Packers didn't have so many A uh, A Rogers players, maybe some other teams could have them as well. But there's a couple of uh, of A Rogers on the on the pack, and uh, so yeah, if, if you just spread the love a little bit, maybe you could see. Oh yeah, that could be a Green Bay game. I don't I don't know. So my uh, avoid this week, um, as Caleb alluded to earlier, um, is the is the big spread of the week which is the Rams and the Jaguars. Um, as we sit right now during recording, it's at 12 and a half. So the, uh, the Jaguars are coming across the country to uh, SoFi Stadium, which is beautiful. Uh, I would love to go to, to a game there sometime, um, maybe when the Broncos uh, play the Chargers at home or the, the Chargers are at home and the Broncos go to, the, go to them. Uh, that I, I can get out there, but um, yeah, I am not. I, I'm not a fan of big spreads. Everyone knows this from listening to the last uh, twelve episodes uh, of this, and uh, I, I only take it when it's almost a sure bet. I don't know who the Rams are right now. Um, I've seen the Jags give the Cardinals a little bit of trouble, um, you know, through some fluky plays. I think the Rams are only fluky plays at this point. Uh, you know, if they can get things together and uh, and show me this week that they can beat the Jaguars, then, you know, maybe I'll trust in the Rams again. But until I trust the Rams, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to avoid this game altogether. And the fight and Tim Tebow's can, uh, can live another day. Absolutely. And, uh, let me go ahead. I, I want to sneak my wild card in there first because I, I kind of like both the, the directions that we took this week. Uh, I, I'm coming and giving my apology to the San Francisco 49ers as I'm taking them minus three and a half. You know, I was all about Trey Lance and Trey Lance season before the season. We don't, we don't got to go there. Uh, I think that one playing Seattle. So that's always a, a positive thing right now, considering. Uh, Seattle hasn't won in a while. Let me let me double check when Seattle got their last win, because I, I don't remember saying things like "I'm not on the Seattle hype train." Um, Nineteen seventy-seven, last time the Seahawks had a win. Okay, so it was October third, actually. So and that's when they beat the 49ers in San Francisco when Jimmy G got hurt and Trey Lance had to play first like real snaps that's the 49ers team 49ers got their stuff together and they are playing some good ball they've won three in a row some of those in impressive fashion i think san francisco is going to take care of business and uh, the only real question is is Wilson going to line up under a right guard like her cousins did <laughs> 
So let's move over to uh, my wild card. Um, I have the Bengals minus three at home. Chargers are coming to town. You notice how I, I talked about the Chargers a minute ago, and then I bring them up again. Look at me. I can segue. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Bengals looked really good against the Steelers. Um, and I think with the the two divisions that I really enjoy in the AFC is the AFC North and the AFC West. Um, the lowest-ranked uh, team in both of those divisions has six wins, um, which if you're you're keeping count out there boys and girls is at least a 500 ball many uh many divisions can't uh, can't say that there's a there's some zero win teams there's some two win teams um and some four win teams so six wins in in two different divisions um and it just happens to be the two divisions that I'm that are in this game so the Bengals minus 3 let's see what the chargers are all about when they're going to a uh, a colder weather game when they're you know all sunny and warm in uh, in LA. Let's uh let's see what happens when they go to to the Bengals and I have the Bengals winning that game minus three. Give me one second. I'm gonna go ahead and jump. I want to see if I've got weather forecast for that game. Time time to go find the weather forecast. So speaking of, of weather, I uh, I was watching some college football this last weekend, and the I think it was Penn State and Michigan State were playing in uh, uh, some snow, and they had to had to bring the cart out every once in a while to do the lines and to you know to make sure you can see where the end zone is and things like that. I was so happy watching uh, even a little bit of that game because snow is true football weather. So it was, uh, you know, of course, you're trying to run the ball, and that's my uh, my forte when it comes to football. So, um, yeah, foot, I, I, let's see if there's any snow in Cincinnati. So, yeah, that weather report pulled up. I it's loading right now. Give me one second. You try to filibuster for your part. I appreciated it. I appreciated it. Yeah, I am um, showing. A kickoff temperature of 39 degrees at Paul Brown Stadium. Oh, that's not bad. So probably probably not snowy weather, but uh, it, it definitely is going to get cold. So when Herbert was playing in Oregon, did it get that cold up there in the Pacific Northwest? Do you think, or does it get that cold generally in uh, in Oregon? I don't think it normally does. Okay. Uh, so probably not a whole lot of cold weather games for Air Bear. Nope, not at all. Okay. So, uh, any any final thoughts there, Caleb? I just want to say that I I love doing these picks, and uh, best of luck to the Saints because while I picked the Cowboys to win, I kind of hope I'm wrong because uh, we are not a Cowboys podcast for a reason. <laughs> uh, we that, don't we don't trust ourselves that much. Yeah, we uh, we we hold strong for our fellow uh, who is an Eagles fan uh, that he's out on assignment right now, uh, trying to to hunt for a coach um, for a college football team and wondering where the next guy is. So, Sean, if you're out there on the uh, the hunting trail, uh, send us a line. We'll 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 
we want to hear from you. We want to make sure you're doing okay. Um, hopefully, uh, everything is going well for you out there. Uh, so this will bring episode 101 to a close. We want to thank you for listening. And if you think that we are a five-star podcast, give us a review on Apple Podcast and give us uh, the number of stars that you think we're worth. Uh, we are worth at least three times more than the number of uh, hosts on this show. So if you can do that math, um, you can interact with us on our Twitter at Brody talk. So Caleb houses that one. He's doing a great job at providing some content on there, some polls. Um, even if, uh, even if it's not uh, still active, go back to our, our Thanksgiving week um, polls and tell me how good you think my, uh, my thirst, my uh, Thanksgiving dinner is, especially with deviled eggs. Uh, if you like that link, we have all the rest of our links at our link tree, L I N K T R dot E E slash Brody talk. So on behalf of an absent Sean and Mr. Caleb over there, my name is Derek. Do me a favor and have a wonderful day. Bye.